Hello, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Becoming Fully Human podcast. Um, I thought I would give you guys a another update um, on me and on life, I guess, as it relates to all of us, because so many of you have reached out after my last episode announcing that I had left social media and I've had some really beautiful conversations and connections with people whom previously I only had a social media relationship with and although for many of these connections it's still through a screen um, I feel closer than ever to some people which is quite cool Um, and it's also made me realize how invested we become with people through social media and learning about someone's life and getting to know you know who they are and then to kind of pull a Houdini and just disappear although it's what I needed and still um, what I need I thought to continue to cultivate a relationship at least to a degree with people who are interested through the podcast and so a lot of change is going on in my world I guess in all our world, always, because change is really the only constant in life. Um, But yeah, I thought I'd give a little update and I'll file it under bonus episodes since the podcast app gives you the option to release what they call bonus episodes and leave it at that. Okay, so I guess the first update is that I'm leaving Byron. Um haven't left yet which of course means that I may never leave because the borders are constantly being shut as Australia calls um they're called hot spots here I'm not sure what else what other places in the world how they're referring to the new like lingo that is emerging and surrounding this flu-like symptom that seems to have turned our whole world upside down or inside out Um, But yeah, as places are deemed hotspots, the borders around them shut. And so I currently live in Byron Bay, New South Wales. And New South Wales has never shut their borders. It seems like they stay the constantly open state, while other states are quick to respond and shut their borders to the outside say outside world but it's not the outside world to the rest of the country um it's quite strange to experience because the country is treating each individual state like its own independent country and yeah i mean i guess i have a lot to say about that but i'll leave it at that for now um but yeah we're planning on leaving byron byron um my partner and I uh he just bought a four-wheel drive and we're slowly getting rid of all our stuff with the intention of driving across the country um to WA to Western Australia um potentially driving through five states uh camping along the way it's going to depend really on the borders remaining open and Every state has their own regulations with like where you've been and types of testing, enforced testing, neither of which, um, neither of us are interested in getting tested for COVID. So some more conservative states, if that 
becomes the reality, then we might just skip them. But yeah. Um, and I don't really know what this adventure holds or entails really because I can't predict the future. But that's the intention as of now is getting this four-wheel drive ready. It's an old Pajero. It's great. It looks great. It's a very cool car. And um, yeah, getting down to minimal stuff again, which I've gotten quite used to over the years with travel and like backpacking. But having lived in Australia now for about a year and a half, you collect lots of shit and so I'm having to cleanse and minimalize which feels good um our lease here where we're living in Bangalore expires January 8th and um he and I share a birthday on January 9th so it felt like a good day to take off on our shared birthday and yeah in terms of housing and living that's kind of where I'm at and I was actually thinking of doing season two of the podcast um, on the road as we camp our way across Australia I'm not sure yet um, but the idea is definitely floating around in my brain somewhere forming itself so I'll keep you posted on that Um, what else I started uh, delving back into reproductive health studies Um, I can't ignore the call to do women's work. It's just, it's such a fascination of mine. Birth, fertility, preconception health. Um, To me, it's one of the biggest markers and signs of vibrant health. Um, Fertility. And although women tend to focus on these things, you know, either when she's ready to conceive or has already conceived... Um, to me, there's always a life living inside of me, my own self. And so to care for myself in a preconception way long before I plan on having babies, it's just a sign of self-love. And birth, I'm realizing more than ever, is such a sign of a woman's power. It is such a rite of passage for women, one that I guess there's a few rite of passage for women, right? Your first period is a big one. Um, Birth is another. And menopause is another. All three of these has the power to completely change your world for the better or worse. And the way that our society is structured just disempowers women in a way that I can't even really wrap my head around. It's just been normalized that, you know, your period is just a burden. And then there's this constant fear of pregnancy throughout all your years as a fertile woman until you're ready to conceive. And then it's like a switch flips. All of a sudden, you're supposed to welcome it in. And many women realize because they'd never been informed that there's a lot to conception and Although it's the most natural biological function, we live in a society that harms women's reproductive health. It harms our capacity to conceive, to carry a baby to term, um, to give birth with ease and in our power. There's so many pieces of the puzzle missing. And yeah, it's work that I'm so 
called to and in a way that I don't completely understand yet. Um, I started uh, studies, new studies. So I've, I have done a year of holistic reproductive health, uh, master's with Justice. And although I didn't complete the studies, I did the knowledge portion of the course, but wasn't actually interested in working one-on-one with women. Um, it's something that still to this day I'm not called to do because I there's something powerful to me about reaching a wide audience and giving away information for free. And I've not yet figured out how to monetize that, but it's really not my concern. I think that that's going to figure itself out. And so, um, yeah, I've studied, I started studying free birth, um, free birth, and I'm potentially going to do a doula course course in March. Um, I'm not sure yet, but definitely I've started doing the uh, free birth society course and free birth is essentially giving birth without any intervention um, from an obstetrician or even a midwife or a doula. It is like you know birthing at home or wherever you happen to be I guess. A lot of people choose to birth in nature or yeah anyways it's birthing in your power with no intervention and as soon as I learned about the free birth society it like clicked I was like yep that's me the the fear of birth for me has just never been there and especially now at the age of 29 just shy of 30 as I am in an uh a stage of my life where I can feel it more imminently, um, the call to be a mother. There's just no fear around the subject. All these concepts of, you know, at risk and uh, emergencies and the danger and the, like none of that exists for me. The pain to me is the biggest blessing. Like all that comes with being pregnant and having a baby and starting a family is to me just the most magical incredible gift and so well I guess I'm trying to think of how this even started I know that I've um I did a past life regression I'll tag the link in the comments to this um podcast because it's a YouTube link actually and it my partner and I just did it at home we were just laying in bed and did the past life regression and what came up vividly for me and I had no expectations that this like YouTube guided past life regression would work was a past life as a midwife and so I spent a life um, time as a midwife and in this regression it was also vivid that I was drowned um, accused of being a witch which the word witch actually comes from wise, wise woman, like the feminine magician, these types of women who used to serve the community um, without the sanction of the church. So they were considered to be what evolved into the word witch because they were healing people without permission and permission being permission from the church. So they were considered to be going against God. And so, yeah, they, many of them were drowned. 
And if you want to learn more on that subject, there's a fantastic little book called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses, um, The History of Women Healers by uh, Deidre English. It's fantastic. It is such a good read. Everyone should read it, especially if you're a woman. Um, But yeah, great read. And yeah, so when I did this... um, past life regression it just clicked I was like okay this is why it's been a lifetime of me um doing this work and it's the only thing that makes sense really to me because it's such an intuitive knowing that like the relationship to my feminine and to birth that it has to come from a past life for there just to be not even a shred of doubt and not to say that there will never be um there may be one day but as of now it's just such a deep knowing that it's the work that I'm meant to continue um so yeah that's where I'm at in terms of work and stuff and I guess it's also been propelled by um some reading and study I've been doing on the subjects of the masculine and feminine um yeah sacred sexuality tantra i've got quite a few books maybe i can list them too in the um comment section of the podcast or whatever the notes um i've only dipped my toes in but it feels so familiar and innate this work um i've been exploring a lot of david data's work and he is just so fantastic when it comes to the masculine and feminine polarities and he he connects them in three stages of consciousness which has resonated so deeply and helped me really understand my own growth and the growth of the men that I've dated my current partner like it has brought so much clarity to my life really um and has really helped me serve the masculine in a much healthier way And then there's also the work of uh, Alison Armstrong. She has quite a few books on, she focused much of her career on the development of men and understanding how men operate, think, feel, and then has written two books that are fiction. Um, They're quite cheesy, to be honest, but the message and the teachings that she provides through the two books to me have transformed the way that... um, I think and feel in relationships so the first book is called keys to the kingdom and the second book is called the queen's code yeah they've been instrumental in pushing me I guess more into my feminine and giving me permission to be more in my feminine after probably a lifetime of cultivating my masculine essence much more than my feminine and it's pretty common in this modern society as women to lean into our masculine and the teachings the combination of her teachings and david data's teachings have really helped me to see the purpose behind it so and david data's three stages of i guess consciousness um i'm not sure what he calls them but in the first stage the masculine and feminine interact with each other in a very manipulative way unconscious way where men the masculine and it's not actually men and women it's the masculine and the feminine which 
exist within all of us and for there to be a sexual polarity between two people there is a masculine and feminine um, pole be it between a heterosexual couple um, between two women between two men between whatever you identify yourself with if there's a sexual polarity there's a masculine feminine uh, polarity there too and so yeah in this first stage of more unconscious relation between the polarities there's a typical macho masculine who provides um, and manipulates with power and with money and then there's um, women who are typically they manipulate with um, sex and emotion so it's emotional manipulation and both provide um, one for the other but it's more under a like yeah a manipulative sense and then so the evolution out of that um, happened into more of a 50 50 dynamic where partners split everything down the middle so um, we expected to be equals in the sense that much of today's modern world focus as, focuses on equality as we are the same. And although that is a step in the direction, the right direction, I guess, if you want to call it that, out of um, an imbalance of power and manipulative nature of a very unconscious stage one, the stage two strives for equality in a way that is extremely unpolarized. So basically, there's nothing less sexually charged than two equals in the sense of equal outcome so we can be equal in worth without actually providing the exact same service to one another um, in our relationship and so according to david data's books and teachings the third stage requires the masculine essence and the feminine essence to show up in their essence not as equal outcomes so you know we split all the chores 50 50 we split the income 50 50 we split um you know i cook monday wednesday friday you cook thursday tuesday thursday saturday um not in the sense of equality of outcome but in the sense of we are equals and we share with one another our gifts as a masculine force and as a feminine force and we value what the other brings to the table without needing it to be exactly the same thing we bring to the table. And so it allows the feminine essence to relax into the feminine and it allows the masculine essence to relax into the masculine. Um, if you really want to, I'll, I'll link in the comments, I guess I keep saying this, um, all these different resources, but one book he he really delves into this is called intimate communion david data's book he really fleshes out the three stages and um i think it's in this third stage that we thrive as people um yeah we're like given permission i'm given permission again to be in my feminine essence and it's something that i've had to learn i've had to relearn because after so many years you know even growing up with such a career-driven mom and like a strong like powerful woman she was um very much in her masculine for much of her life I've, I've i've spoken to her about this and 
seeing the way in which our culture breeds this like you need to depend on yourself which of course you need to have the capacity to be independent but as a woman I'm also learning to let the guard down and let people in and let the masculine care for me not only in my relationship but in the world out in the world like the masculine uh, Allison really explores this so beautifully wants to provide and that's not always financially um you know conventionally definitely is uh financial providing but the like men get lit up not I shouldn't say men a man with a masculine essence but also a woman with a masculine essence gets lit up by providing by helping by serving and as a woman I've been raised by my parents and by society to provide for myself and it's great that I've done that I have the capacity to do that but there's another stage of life and that requires surrendering um, to the providing that comes from the masculine. And anyways, all this work, I thought was a huge ramble that I wasn't expecting. But anyways, all this work has led me back to women's studies basically and the, the power of the feminine, like the deep power of the true feminine, which is not the way that most of the feminine feminist movement really is what I should say it's not the way that the feminist movement has gone the feminist movement um has gone in a direction that is almost man-hating it's so crazy to me these things like you know men shouldn't make laws about women's bodies I've actually written an article about this is so counter nature like it's so against nature because men and women who work together in this third stage of like enlightened relationship are unstoppable but when we get stuck in this first stage of consciousness thinking that men are out to get women and vice versa that it's like a the masculine versus the feminine it's dangerous territory and yeah, it's a subject that we just don't really learn about. Um, most people seem to stumble on by by accident or in, in like a search. There's like a longing. David Data talks about this in such detail and with such beauty. It's like the longing we have to evolve past the type of relationship that we've been cultivating for our whole life. All these relationships where there's just something missing and it's this return to the divine feminine and the divine masculine and the divinity that comes from a relationship where both partners are comfortable in themselves enough to reclaim that role as the feminine and lean into it and surrender to it and vice versa for the masculine to own the masculine and not fear that um, everything needs to be cut directly 50-50 down the middle and yeah so this masculine feminine work and tantra work that I've explored the, through Osho's teachings probably more than anything um, have really propelled me back into women's work. Like the, the realm of preconception of fertility of birth is my calling and I don't yet know how it's going to unfold. 
but I do know the universe is pushing me in that direction. Um, many of you know probably that I've been freelance writing from a very comfortable place for years now, but the universe is just nudging me to leave the nest and dive into the unknown. Um, what this means in reality is really just starting to focus on my own writing again and my own content, um, this podcast, um, a project that I'm working on with my beautiful mentor, um, basically content that flows freely out of the unmanifest through me and into the world without the constraints of an employer and like bless all the work that I've been giving um, up to this date. It's been so freeing and has taught me so much and has definitely elevated my worth in the realm of being a freelance freelancer. Um, reminded me of my passion for writing and yeah, giving me a lot of confidence in this uh, work sphere. But when you write for someone else, there's so many constraints and a lot of their big financial ties coming from things like SEO and marketing and pushing products all the time which I've been so lucky to be writing for companies that I believe in products that I believe in um but fundamentally there being a missing piece and that is just no restriction when it comes to what I share and yeah so I'm taking the leap um really into this new uncharted territory but i have faith in life and believe deeply that we live in a friendly universe so it's been my experience that the more i trust that the more life wants me to thrive so yeah i'm surrendering to the unknown when it comes to all that um life without social media quick update is going grand um it's funny i it's, it's like almost as if social media never existed, which I think I touched a little bit in my last ramble when I talked about leaving social media. I thought it would be hard. Um, it took maybe a couple days of adjusting, really only in the sense of no longer, in air quotes, needing to capture things to share through the social media world. Um, yeah, and I like leave my phone at home all the time now we'll go down to the beach or for a walk or you know even into town and I just don't feel the need to bring my phone um which is wild the notion of a smartphone actually is just so meaningless um I don't take photos really anymore I think I probably will on this trip only because of the incredible new landscapes that I'll be experiencing when it comes to the day-to-day -day life, there's just no need anymore to like immortalize everything, which feels so much more natural because it's real. Um, what else? I think that's it really. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well and as I post this, it will probably be December 31st, which is the current date as I record. Um, no plans for New Year's over here. Probably we'll be drinking a chai around 7 p.m. like we do every night and go to bed by 8. 
um my wish for you in 2021 is to just be you know you don't have to achieve anything you don't have to lose weight you don't have to make more money our materialist based society will continue to feed you products and services to make you feel unworthy until you wake up to your divine wholeness right here right now and only from this place does true sustainable change take place which is super ironic but in my experience it's the truth so we keep striving for these things outside of ourselves but until we can sit within our bodies and just feel at peace no change is sustainable um so be gentle with yourself your flaws um serve a purpose and even if you find it hard well if you find it hard to shed them it's probably because they still serve a purpose you know our addictions our self-sabotage they actually are in place to keep us alive and this might seem far-fetched but when you start to dig into the root causes of all our habits you'll unravel the perceived pain and trauma that comes with the human condition we reach for food and drugs and alcohol and cigarettes or shopping or whatever else to fill voids and to soothe wounds that we're not ready to look at directly just yet um so be patient and kind with yourself for the new year treat yourself as you would your own child or someone that you love take time off trying to be the best fastest strongest and hardest version of yourself and take time to just be um it may be easier said than done but give yourself permission to just be i know it took me years to come to this place um of comfort within my body and my mind and my soul and of course i still struggle and there's good days and bad days but the more stillness i find and self-acceptance in the moment yeah i don't even really have words for it it's it's the only thing we should strive for is self-acceptance in the moment um because it sets precedent for the next moment of self-acceptance and the moment after that of self-acceptance um and it's not to say that you won't change because again change is the only constant in life we're always changing Um, but if this change comes from a place of genuine deep self-love and reverence for the experience that has brought you to this moment the world transforms um so that's it for today this bonus episode um i guess the next episode will be on the road if indeed we get on the road which hopefully we will um but again trusting life as it unfolds in divine timing um that's it for now so happy new year i hope you guys are having a great holiday period and that no matter what unfolds next you welcome it with grace and with peace bye for now (laughs) 